is Bloomberg Surveillance. All this new communications technology means we're spending a lot of time communicating and interacting, but does that really make us more productive? I don't think it necessarily does. Inflation is probably the slowest moving economic variable we have out there. In the market, people are rarely objective, clinical, and rational, and they go to extremes, and they went from optimistic to pessimistic. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. This Monday morning, thrilled you're with us worldwide. Don't forget Bloomberg Radio Plus, Bloomberg.com, crystal clear digital to get your day started worldwide. Or if you're in our signal area, Sirius and XM Channel 119, thrilled you're on Sirius and XM with us. And also Bloomberg 1200 Boston, 99.1 FM Washington. 960, the Bay Area, San Francisco, and the gorgiosity of a beautiful New York day, Bloomberg 1130. Uh, Good morning. We need to look at foreign exchange, Forex Brief, brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. Dollar stronger. On DXY, a blend of major trading partners, Old line partners, not China, up a solid 0.95 points, 97.54 gets my attention. Stronger dollar, weaker yen, 113.17, weaker euro, big weaker euro, 110.10, and sterling is crushed and further crushed. Let me look at it intraday here. I'll put this chart out on Bloomberg Radio Plus, which we can do. I don't know if Dave Wilson knew we could do that. Yeah, but Sterling's broken down even further. One forty seventy five. Not only did I know we can do that, but I do that every day with my stock of the day at four PM Eastern, one PM Pacific. And with that shameless plug, we're pleased to bring in on equity markets one David Wilson. David. Well, it's another one of those days where oil setting the tone for stocks. I mean, uh, energy shares higher in early trading. Uh, crude oil up about a dollar. Dollar ninety. Yeah. Dollar ninety. Absolutely, and people are paying attention to that. Uh, you've got ExxonMobil up one and a half percent, Chevron up two percent, <laughs> ConocoPhillips up three percent in early trading. Yahoo's up two and a half percent. The web portal will begin approaching potential buyers for its main business as soon as today. That's according to people familiar with the process. They said Verizon, Comcast, and AT&T are among the interested parties, along with private equity firms Bain Capital, KKR, and TPG. Yeah, and Scott Galloway on Bloomberg Surveillance on Friday was adamant there will be multiple buyerese. It may well be the case. And yeah. uh, I should note there were headlines out a few moments ago about uh, Verizon Buy an XO Communications fiber business for about $1.8 billion. So uh, Verizon's been doing some deals, that's for sure. We've got one earnings report out of the Standard Poor's 500 today, and it's a big one from Allergan. The shares are up 2%. The drug maker's fourth quarter earnings and revenue topped analyst average estimates in the Bloomberg survey. Company's top sellers are the wrinkle treatment Botox and the dry eye drug Restasis, and their sales beat projections. Pfizer seeking to buy Allergan for $160 billion, so a plus for them. 
Couple of railroad stocks higher in early trading. CSX up 3% and Union Pacific up 2.5%. They were both raised to buy from neutral Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Other analyst calls of note, Express Scripts down 2%. The drug benefit manager was cut to sell from hold at Deutsche Bank. TripAdvisor down 2%. The online travel agency lowered to sell from hold at Stiefel. And WellCare Health Plans up 5.5%. The health insurer was raised the equivalent of buy from neutral at J.P. Morgan. Dean Foods up 3%. The dairy product maker's fourth quarter earnings beat estimates. First quarter profit may also come out ahead based on the company's forecast. And lumber liquidators down 17%. Yeah. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found the retailer's flooring poses three times the cancer risk disclosed earlier this month. The CDC attributed the revision to incorrect ceiling heights. David Wilson, thank you so much. He has wonderful degrees. From Bowdoin College, Caltech, and Stern School. He's the only one I know that actually understood the science of the Martian. Uh, and Jim Karen joins us from Morgan Stanley right now on the fixed income. Mar- Jim, did you see the Martian? I'm looking for Jim Karen. Oh, I'm sorry. There you are. Okay. Good morning. Yes, I did see the Martian. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good uh, science. Are we dealing with rational science now in our fixed income market? If our central bankers have taken us through the zero bound or to the zero bound, are we doing science or are we doing alchemy? I think we're doing a grand experiment. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of science behind what's going on right now other than the fact that lower rates tend to stimulate demand. So if you can push rates towards zero, it should stimulate more demand. And, hey, if you push them negative, it should stimulate even more. I think what we're finding, though, is that negative rates aren't what we all thought that they might be, and that there are some limitations as to how low these rates can go before they create problems. We see in Japan, for example, um, Japan pushed interest rates to negative levels, and that's supposed to weaken the currency. Well, the Japanese yen has been one of the strongest currencies out there over the past couple of weeks, ever since they've actually moved to negative rates. So I think this is a grand experiment, and we're really trying to get demand to come back into the economy by manipulating interest rates, and I don't think it's going to work the way that they intend to. A lot of people are saying that these days. Do we get bond vigilantes telling central banks it's not going to work? Well, it's interesting right now, and I think the answer to that is ultimately yes, but we also have to put this into context with what's going on with the rest of assets around the world. So equity prices have been coming down. Credit spreads have been widening. This has been creating a lot of pain. Um, so and oil clearly has been the number one thing correlating all asset prices together. So when people look for a hedge and they need a hedge to hedge off these, um, to hedge off losses from some of these assets, what they end up doing is buying very, very high quality U.S. treasuries, euros, you know, gilt, uh, euro government bonds, I mean. And what that ends up doing is it ends up pushing rates lower. So the interest rate markets look like they're well-behaved and taking these negative rates in stride, and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. But the reality is is that the other asset markets are, are really, you know, the decline in the other asset markets is really what's driving treasuries. So I, I don't know that negative rates necessarily is is the best solution. However, there aren't a lot of other good solutions right now. I think many central banks are running out of opportunities to actually try to stimulate the markets, which is scary in and of itself. If we do we still need somebody to stimulate the markets or would it be better, as we were talking earlier on the show, uh, for central banks to sort of shut up and get out of the way at this point? 
I think, you know, I mean, ultimately, if the, if you come from the Austri- uh, Austrian economic camp, then the answer is absolutely. Just get out of the way and just let the markets behave like markets. And, and ultimately, I think central banks do need to step away a little bit to, to allow some of the excesses to burn off. But there's also a lot of collateral damage that ends up uh, happening along the way. So you could, for example, have, you know, really good solid companies, um, you know, move into higher probabilities of default and have their bond prices go down because there's some cleansing of the overall economic system, which could create, you know, high levels of unemployment. It could create a lot of economic unrest. So I think central banks are have been put on this planet to try to manage these things. I think they've overdone it personally. I think they've overdone it. And I do think that they need to step away and allow the, the normal financial conditions in the marketplace to revive itself. When I look, Jim Karen, at the derivative markets, what's happened around the headlines on bonds? We've been here before. Interesting markets. Uh, indeterminate was a word I used last week. What have you observed in securitized markets? What have you observed in shadow or derivative-constructed bond markets? So for many of these securitized markets, which typically hold mortgages and, you know, or, or buildings as a, you know, commercial mortgage-backed securities, uh, commercial mortgages as a, as an asset, um, the residential space has actually been relatively strong. Residential mortgages have done very, very well. So the homeowner, the individual paying their mortgage, looking for homes, you know, home price appreciation has gone up. Commercial mortgages, though, are a different story. Commercial mortgages are a little bit more of a technical story right now and often trades more like a credit. And since credit spreads have been widening, commercial mortgages, securitized assets, have actually been getting hurt. Now, we're not seeing a lot of defaults, but we, what we are seeing is a repricing of, of the risk premia. So higher risk premia, lower prices, and essentially what's also happening is that there's a lot of technicals right now where a lot of commercial mortgage-backed securities were created in 06, 07, 08, which is in, have about right. a 10-year maturity. <clears throat> Those maturities are now coming due and need to be rolled over yeah. so a lot more supply. So I think it's weighing on those markets. And Jim Karen with us with Morgan Stanley. I'd really point out a smart summary by Zero Hedge this weekend on CLOs and derivatives, the uh, collateralized loan obligation uh, markets. And uh, when I when I look at that, uh, it, it, he, he cites Morgan Stanley research in there. I wanted to bring that up with Jim. Jim Karen, thank you so much. Way too short a visit today. We'll do it again uh, next time. Futures up 20, Dow Futures up uh, 180, we'll do it longer next time, I should say. And again, I want to note dollar strength. Mike, we're really getting off of Sterling's weakness. Uh, 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 not a huge move. That would be wrong, but a very nice lift in DXY, 97.59. Not near 100, not even 99, no. but nevertheless. But also, uh, not just <clears throat> Sterling's weakness, but you look yeah. at the euro at 110.06 here, threatening 109. Yeah. It's a group effort. Sterling, 140.77. Again, on Boris Johnson and Brexit news. Let's check in with John Tucker now and get the latest world and national headlines, John. And uh, Michael and Tom, the suspect in the shooting rampage in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that left six people dead, expected to be arraigned today on murder charges. Police say Jason Dalton seemed to choose his victims at random. Authorities say the 45-year-old Uber driver and former insurance adjuster has no criminal record. With Jeb Bush's departure from the presidential race on Saturday, a fundraising army scattered, and the question the troops now facing, pick another side or retreat. 
most Bush loyalists contacted Sunday say they're preparing to support Marco Rubio. Authorities in Fiji still having trouble communicating with some islands following a powerful and deadly cyclone that smashed the Pacific Island chain. Officials say at least 18 people died. Thousands remain in shelters. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm John Tucker. Michael and Tom. Uh, John, thanks so much again. As uh, Mike McKee mentioned, sterling weakness, 140.80, really beginning to start thinking about a 139 handle on cable. That would be something. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Driver is brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. When it comes to winter elements, put your best four wheels forward with Mercedes-Benz Formatic All-Wheel Drive. Visit your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for a test drive today.